Welcome to the extraordinary world of transformation on the Scorpiology Podcast with your host, Akili Worthy. Every week, we'll get into the ancient comedic secrets of soul astrology and numerology. We will also delve into resolution therapy and other practical metaphysical techniques to help you create the life you desire. It's time to let the magic unfold. Here's Akili. Hey, hey, and welcome, spiritual revolutionaries, to another captivating episode of Scorpiology. I'm your host, Akili Worthy, the Scorpiologist, and I'm an esoteric astrologer, numerologist, and comedic coach. I'm super excited to embark on this celestial exploration with you. And today we're diving deep into the realm of soul astrology to uncover the hidden meanings behind the 12 houses. So I've been breaking things down, right? For those of you who love astrology and know all the ins and outs, fantastic. But I find in my practice that there are so many people that have discovered that astrology can be so layered and it's so much more than a sun sign, so much more than a horoscope. So I decided to give you guys some individual pieces in each one of these podcasts to help you just get an understanding of the basics of the language. Okay, so the basics of the language of astrology. So again, we're going to jump into the 12 houses today and some of the hidden meanings behind them. Now, when we talk about the 12 houses, know that these celestial homes, if you will, play a profound role in shaping our birth signs and in turn, our soul's evolution. So make sure you've got a little cup of coffee and stardust and let's embark on this cosmic exploration. All right. Now, before we get too deep into each one of the houses, let's just understand the essence of esoteric astrology. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, you might be wondering, what is an esoteric astrologer? Well, I'll tell you. Unlike traditional astrology that often focuses on personality traits, esoteric astrology takes us beyond the surface and uh, allows us to delve into the spiritual and soulful aspects of our existence. It's like peering into the mirror of the universe to reveal our soul's purpose and evolutionary path. About 12 years ago, I became a life purpose coach. And with the insight that I've gained and been able to help so many other people gain, I just couldn't let go of purpose by no means. And so I looked for a specific type of astrology that would allow me to take my clients into that space. And esoteric astrology was that one. Now, there are a few things on these soul-centered birth charts that give us astrologers the cheat codes that uh, we can look at and help you understand during your lifetime. Now, here are three things that we look at. Now, they're not the only three, <laughs> but they are three important things. Number one, we look at the birth sign because these serve as the, really the lanterns, if you will, that guide us through the twists and the turns of our soul's path. They reveal the inherent qualities that we bring into this lifetime and the lessons that we're here to learn. 
So when you think about the signs, right, just think about the question, who will I be or how will I be, okay, during this particular go round? Number two, the planets. Imagine the planets like, um, I don't know, like a set of uh, skilled musicians in a grand orchestra or, you know, at Motown, (laughs) each one playing a distinct instrument that adds depth, melody and harmony to the symphony of our lives. And so with the planets, think about the question, what does my soul want to do while it's here? Okay. And then the third piece of the puzzle, the houses. Now, I want you to really think about the sky divided into 12 segments. It's like a a pie that's cut into 12 pieces. Each one, each house, each slice has a distinct energy field. Now, the houses serve as stages for our soul's growth. Or if you're thinking about your life kind of like a play, it's like, what is the stage that this is going to play out on? Each one of the houses is chock full of unique qualities that influence our birth, our birth science journey. And so again, the question that we would ask when we consider the houses is, where will the magic show up or where will it play out? All right. So just a little bit of information there when you start to think about some of the differences, especially if you're someone who likes to pull your own natal chart and understand what's going on there. So let's go ahead and start our journey through the houses, shall we? It is time, time, and more time. So first and foremost, our journey begins in the first house. This is the house of self. This house is the mirror that reflects our physical presence and the essence of our being. It's like um, self-discovery. This is the house all about self-discovery, our personal identity, and the projection of our inner light. So for Aries souls, this house is home, okay, where their fiery spirit ignites their path with courage and self-assuredness. Now, you might be wondering, why did I just bring Aries up? We're talking about the houses. Well, keep in mind that each house is associated with a particular sign and a planet. So it will have the energy of those two aspects with it as well. So that's why Aries feels at home there because it is the first sign of the Zodiac. All right, now moving on to the second house, this is the house of values. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily mean wealth, but it does on one hand mean wealth. It doesn't necessarily mean, I guess I should say, financial wealth, but it is what we value so we can explore our material and our spiritual values uh, resources and self-worth taurus natives infuse this house with stability and determination using their grounded energy to cultivate a strong foundation for their spiritual journey okay so that is what we value and whatever it is that you have in your second house Those are things that you feel like are extremely important to you, right? All right. So next we enter the third house, 
This is the house of communication. And this realm is all about the exchange of ideas, learning, and connecting with others. It's the Gemini house. So for Geminis, this is, you know, the house that they can really come to life in. It becomes their playground because they have such curious minds and inspires them to gather knowledge and share their insights with the world. Okay. So it's like, how do we want to be communicated with? Um, What is our preferred communication style? This is the information that you'll discover with planets and signs in that house. Now we arrive at the fourth house. This is the house of home or foundations. It's like a sacred space that represents our roots, our family, and our inner sanctuary. So our cancer souls infuse this house with their nurturing energy, transforming it into a haven of emotional connection and spiritual sustenance. So again, this talks a lot about What types of things may have happened when you were a child? Um, It may show up as the relationships that you had with your mother um, or even your father. It just depends on who the reader is. But uh, yeah, this is all about how we began, right? What is our foundation? Now, as we move into the fifth house, this is the house of creativity. Our spirits dance with Leo. (laughs) The Leos are bringing their creative fire into this house. It inspires us to express our unique essence, pursue our passions, and experience joy. It's the realm of artistic endeavors, romance, and tapping into our inner child. Again, this house is much like Leo itself. We say that... um, When you have signs and planets in this house, you know, understand how you need to have your 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 artistic expression or your self-expression, how that needs to play out in the world. If you don't have a good understanding of that, you will create melodrama in this area. Right. So that is our fifth house. And then we move into our sixth house. This is the house of service. This is the house of Virgo. Now, Virgo's discerning gaze guides us here, urging us to find purpose in aiding others, tending to health and refining our daily routines. This house nurtures the growth of humility and devotion. Now, again, when we see people with um, signs and planets in this house, we also know that this has to do with like their day-to-day work or what goes on uh, with a job, if you will. So how you would like to um, have, you know, your soul function, if you will, on a day-to-day basis. All right. So that's what we love about the sixth house, house of day-to-day and the house of health. Okay. Now our expedition resumes in the seventh house. That is the house of relationships. This fear governs partnerships, alliances, and our mirror-like interactions with each other. Libra graces this realm, inspiring harmony, balance, and the soul's yearning for unity and connection. So 
with relationships and love, absolutely, that is the seventh house. But it also could serve as business partnerships or any other allies and things that you've created. But it talks about how you want to be in relationship with people, what types of relationships you're going to be most attracted to. So again, this house is um, really very interesting when you think about it. Now, as we continue onward and we move into the eighth house, this is the house of transformation. Here we confront profound shifts, rebirth, and the mysteries of life, death, and regeneration. Scorpio's transformative energy guides us through the depths of the soul evolution. I will tell you, before I started studying astrology, I had no idea that Scorpios as a whole were just this um, transformative and deep. It definitely, you know, (laughs) allows me to understand so many components of who I am and the other people that I know that are Scorpios. But the eighth house is really very interesting because it's just a just it's really a house of what society continues to view as taboo. So it's the house of, you know, money, other people's money, sex, death, um, communing with the invisible, right? So it's a, it's an unusual house because it's hard to define it. But again, it's everything that is considered to be taboo. And typically, if you have interest in things that are taboo or you're attracted to things in that realm, you've probably got something going on in this house. Now, from there, our path leads us to the ninth house. It's the house of wisdom. This expansive realm invites us to explore higher learning, spirituality, and the quest for truth. Our wonderful Sagittarius has their fiery arrow propelling us on a journey of exploration, seeking to expand our consciousness and our understanding. So our ninth house will give a lot of information about how you like to learn. This will also show different um, aspects, right, of people who maybe are, um, you know, teachers or, again, very attracted to consistent learning and understanding and, you know, really trying to go beyond the surface. From there, we move into the 10th house. That's the house of career. Now, again, I remember I said sixth house was more in line with day to day. And that is different. If you have a job, that does not necessarily mean that that is what you want to be your career. So the 10th house is the house of career. This zenith of the chart signifies our public life, our reputation, and our life path. Capricorn's disciplined energy guides us in forging our legacy and ascending the mountain of worldly achievement. So you will have different, you know, planets in this particular house or, you know, signs in this particular house. And it's like you saying that you are a professional that planet. Case in point, um, Pluto is in my 10th house. So I could look at my chart and realize, all right, Akili, this time around, you're here to be a professional Pluto. Now, what does that look like? 
not like any job you've ever seen, but once you understand some of the different aspects of the actual planet, it will make a lot more sense. Again, with this house, we also talked about the fact that it has to do with your public life. It's like how you want to show up, how you want other people to view you, right? Again, with pieces of your reputation in there as well. So the 10th house to me is always very, very interesting when I'm taking a look at it on a chart. I saw a chart a couple days ago as I'm, I'm getting ready to do a reading for this person here in a couple hours that had in their 10th house, Uranus, Neptune, and Saturn. And man, when we talk about the planets <laughs> next week, you'll find out why that is so, um, that's going to be a challenging aspect. Um, for this particular individual, not one where they can't get over it by no means, but challenging as each one of those planets represents very different things. All right, I digress. Moving ahead to the 11th house, the house of community. Here we connect with our wider social circle, friendships and group endeavors. This is the house of Aquarius. It showers this realm with innovative ideas, promoting the spirit of cooperation and the pursuit of collective dreams. Okay. And then finally, our odyssey concludes in the 12th house, the house of spirituality, um, sometimes known as the house of the mystic. This ethereal domain is a gateway to the divine, to the dreams, and to the subconscious. Pisces blesses this space with compassion and spiritual insight, inviting us to dissolve boundaries and to connect with the cosmic vastness. Or if you want to kind of look at the cosmos like a huge ocean, even though it's much more expansive than that, right? Um, but again, like I mentioned earlier, this is like the house of the mystic. So again, if you have, um, you know, other planets in here or you have signs in this house, then there are going to be aspects of spirituality and um, subconscious and divinity that play out in your lifetime. So I just love, love, love to look and see where things are in the houses. If you don't have the ability to look at those things on your natal chart, you are doing yourself such a disservice, I believe, when you're trying to gain insight about your path, your soul's journey, all of that good stuff. Now, a question that people may have when pulling their natal chart and looking at it is how come some of my houses are empty? Now, listen, that does not mean that you don't have stuff going on in that house, right? If you don't have anything in the seventh house, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have any relationships. If you don't have anything showing up in the sixth house, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have a job, right, from day to day. So don't allow that to be alarming for you. What it does mean is that during this particular lifetime, that is not a point of meditation for you. That's not a point of focus that your soul really wanted to uh, embark on. And then for those of you who have multiple things going on in one house or again, things going on in houses as a whole, those are areas of concentration. What 
They also mean is that in order for you to experience the freedom and the fantastic components that each one of the houses brings, you are going to have to experience some challenge in those areas. Our souls learn best through opposition, through duality. So if you are here to you know, have some experiences in the seventh house, in the seventh, in the seventh, my goodness, get this together. <laughs> in the seventh house, right? Our house of relationships, you are supposed to, you know, um, experience all different aspects of what that means. So if you are going to be in great relationships, that means you're also going to have to understand what it feels like to be in not so good relationships or to potentially have to deal with times where you're in no relationships, right? Because that is what gives you the insight to say that something is going really well, not having it right? You have to understand the duality of what's going on. So again, the houses, so very interesting. And as we get into the world of the podcast even more, we will continue to go into these spaces even deeper. So as we emerge now from the depths of the 12 houses, do know that we've really gone around, right? We've traversed the entire cosmic labyrinth and we've uncovered that sacred tapestry that outlines our soul's path. Each house holds a key to unlocking our true potential. All right, spiritual revolutionaries, that brings us to the conclusion of our voyage through the beautiful 12 houses of the Zodiac. Remember, these celestial realms paint a masterpiece of our spiritual journey. Join me on the next episode as we take a look at how the planets shape our soul's path because man, oh man, they have a lot to do with what's going on. Now, if you want to learn more about readings or you want to schedule your own reading, you can head over to my website, scorpiology.com. That's S C O R P I O L O G I E.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Scorpiology and send me uh, an instant message. Until then, beautiful people, may your soul's compass continue to guide you through the infinite cosmos within. This is Akili Worthy, the Scorpiologist, and I'll see you next time. Ashe. Thank you for joining us. We hope these insights and tools have ignited a flame within you, inspiring personal growth, healing, and transformation. Keep exploring, evolving, and harnessing the comedic tools available to you. And remember, you are a limitless being as soon as you decide to be. Goodbye for now.